ho, ho, ho. No, that's not Halloween. Gobble, gobble. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's that's Thanksgiving. All right. So I guess this it turns out since we've uh, eliminated most of the other holidays of the year that this is the TV channeling Halloween Spooktacular. <laughs> where, e- where each of us are going to share our top five Halloween watch list. So it, since it's such a special uh, occasion, Tachi, we can't do it with just us, can we? No. So allow me to bring to the forefront a one YouTuber extraordinaire Anthony Tone Show Nunez. Does Woo. everybody get such a great intro like that? Thank you so much, Tashi and Kevin. Oh, you're very welcome. And we are super excited excited to have you here again. We could not do our Halloween Spooktacular without you. Because I but, will definitely bring it up. <laughs> exactly. But Tone is here so much now that it's basically like, oh, hey, Tone. So, <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's wow. not even a special occasion anymore. <laughs> it's not, because you're part of the crew. So, you know, oh, hey, you're Tone. no longer company. You can just go into the refrigerator whenever you want. You don't even exactly. have to ask anymore. And don't ask me to make you anything, because you, you live here now. <laughs> That's spook. Tone? I'm here. Okay. I, thought th- I thought you just stopped in the middle of something. Like, I know. I, thought, I heard that spook. I'm like, what? I'm like, is, what? Oh, my God. It's getting spooky already, and we haven't even started talking about our, our picks yet. Wow. Wow. Well, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Do we have any rules? Uh, okay. The rules are pretty much anything. Movies, okay. television, anything that basically that you want to watch at Halloween and you want to share with uh, you know the TV channeling audience, our listeners that we love and value so much. By the way, subscribe. Anyway, um, <laughs> now that was some spooky Halloween um, stuff right there. <laughs> anything, anything you want, anything you want to share uh, with the audience that you like to watch at Halloween, this is it. So let's start it off with our guest tone. What is your number five Halloween uh, pick? Well, my th- thank you, Kevin, for letting me go first. By the way, uh, my number five Halloween pick is actually a movie that I discovered this year. Um, so it must have made that great of an impression on me that it actually made my number five on the list. It's called Terrifier, and it's actually a really gory, horror, bloody movie about an insane, maniacal clown who terrorizes three young women on Halloween night. Wow. Mm. Oh, oh, my God. I'm, I'm afraid for your family. <laughs> uh, why, why are we are we still doing this vilification of clowns? Uh, well, yes, because they deserve it. They're super creepy. They hide their faces under like spooky makeup. So yeah, it's, it wasn't spooky until it. <laughs> it was spooky uh, before out. it. It was uh, mm-hmm. it basically. Uh, Stephen King was all like, "Let's let this cat out of the bag." And we, uh, for most people, are like, "We knew that cl- something was up with clowns. They're it's always lone drifters." Theme. So yeah, they're always. You watch too much TV, Kevin. Oh, (laughs) TV channeling. Okay. (laughs) If I didn't watch too much TV, I wouldn't know you. Anyway, that's true. I don't even know what it put. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so no, I have never seen or nor have I heard of this movie. No, it's a it's a low budget horror movie. It came out in 2017, and it's one of those movies that I discovered on streaming, and I'm so glad that I did because. I feel like ever since we lost like the big box stores, like the blockbusters and those knockoff blockbuster movies, you can't really like stroll the aisles and find like a really good gory horror movie anymore. So Terrifier well, that's is definitely what, a good pick. That's what TV channeling is for, to help people find movies that they may not have ever even heard of. That's a perfect yeah. plug. 
Clearly, and thank you for that because I would never have watched that, <laughs> and I'm and I'm not going to either. <laughs> but if, but if you like if you like your uh, clowns covered in blood, Tone is giving you a great option. Thank That's you. You like it? I love it. Good for you. <laughs> okay, Tachi, what's your number five? All right, so my number five is actually now. You guys know that I am not a fan of horror, but yep. I do like well crafted stories so my number five is stanley kubrick's the shining yes so for those of you who don't know i don't know i'm a huge stanley kubrick fan because he does he's a little off but he does things he tells a story very well so it's from 1977 actually it was produced in 1980 based on the stephen king novel speaking of stephen king uh the shining and the shining was from 1977 the novel so everybody knows jack nicholson in this because it's like here's johnny <laughs> that thing i just crack up every time i <laughs> see it because it's not funny but it's funny so it's it's this quintessential story about jack nicholson plays jack torrance who's supposed to be an aspiring writer and recovering alcoholic uh, no no surprise and he gets a position as an off-season caretaker of this like isolated overlook hotel in colorado and in fact uh it, it's interesting there's all sorts of things about that uh it, it's not it's not like real they built it for the shining but the interesting thing that i like about it is because the visuals are just stunning in this so aside from the fact that the hotel is not really real like the interior i should say is not real and it was constructed for the shining it doesn't look like a set you know how some movie sets look set-ish this looks like it's an an older hotel and is it's just it's really really well done if you like sets uh, movie sets and the whole thing with setting it's really well done as a, as opposed you know in addition to the setting being breathtaking outside so he just basically goes crazy he takes his job as a caretaker jack does because he's supposed to use that time he says he thinks it's a perfect time to work on completing the book but towards the end we find out that his wife is played by it's not a uh, shelly 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 duvall duvall yeah i was like long no winters no duvall so it's played by shelly duvall she's an interesting looking character actor anyway so she discovers that he's not been writing anything at all it's just like gibberish in there so this whole time he hasn't been so that just shows that he's slowly going mad and so it's um there are these like ghosts of of people that have like one in particular who uh ghost of a person that had killed his um wife and daughter was there and so it's a really interesting well-crafted story which is why i like um this particular film so my number five pick the shining you know what? So what you claim it did for clowns, The Shining did for twins. Yes. So Those damn yeah. twins. Yeah, twin girls in particular, super creepy. Very also creepy. Add that um, The Shining, it, it's one. Of, it's a Stanley Kubrick film, like you said. So Stanley Kubrick had a had a really great um approach as far as set design, like you said. And this set is has incredible natural lighting. Like if you look at a film and he just basically he used the light inside the frame. So like no outside light. So if you if you really look at it, the aesthetic of this movie, 
it's really it's lit in a way that really sets the atmosphere. So I completely agree on that. Yeah, absolutely. It's beautifully shot. You don't it it's almost as if there is no outside or light brought in, but you know mm-hmm. there has to be because there's film. It's impossible not to have it, but it's lit so naturally that you don't feel like the lighting takes you outside mm-hmm. the the diegesis of the story or that that setting of the story it's it's fantastic and also i have to say that the shining taught us all a valuable lesson if you're going to try to murder your family in the winter time you've got to have a really good coat you really do (laughs) yes you know um ironically that's the only part of the film i didn't like it just seemed like i'm like what the hell really you couldn't have found a better so (laughs) After all that wonderfulness, he just threw it away. (laughs) All right. With that, I'm going to go to my number five. Well, let me ask you, Kevin. Sheesh. Kevin, what is your number five? five. Oh, it's so so kind of you guys to ask me. Thank you. I feel like you guys really care. All right. So my number five. (laughs) <laughs> My number five pick is 1998's Practical Magic. And um, it actually stars uh, Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. And so let me tell you guys a little bit about it. All right. Sally and uh, Gillian Owens uh, uh, are born into a magical family and have mostly avoided witchcraft themselves. But when uh, Gillian's vicious boyfriend, uh, Jimmy, dies unexpectedly, the Owen sisters give themselves a crash course in hard magic. With the police growing suspicious, the girls struggle to uh, resurrect Jimmy and unwittingly inter- uh, inject his uh, corpse with an evil evil spirit that threatens to end their family line so i absolutely love this movie i'm a huge sandra bullock fan i think i've shared that on the show Mm -hmm. many times before and nicole kidman no slouch yourself and um, this movie has tons of atmosphere the town they live in they have these two ants that are witches and it just kind of evokes the whole movie not to be funny it evokes a spell and it is perfect for this time of year Oh, say the name of it again. Practical magic. It sounds like an exam. An exam. Well, that's <laughs> kind of what it turns into because that's what the point. It's like these two girls have tried to basically shun what you know. The the and there's rumors in this town that their family, you know, is descended from witches or something spooky and weird about their family, and they've tried to basically shun that and ignore that. And their aunts have been like, "This is our history. This is what we are." And so all these things start to happen. They kind of force them to, you know, we need to kind of embrace this part of ourselves we've been trying to push away or things are going to go very south very quickly and um that's why it's practical magic it's just like we got to bone up we got to study hard and uh basically to save ourselves okay i'll buy that <laughs> all right wow you, you, all right you tried to make a damn case for it being an exam i'll i'll, I'll accept it because you worked hard <laughs> well, well, it is practical, Matt. It's basically when you're faced with certain situations, you got to basically uh, use, uh, you know, what you have and study hard. And that's one to grow on. It okay. is one to grow on. Okay. <laughs> so if you're going to murder your family, get a winter coat. And if basically demons are after you, you got to study witchcraft and you got to study it quickly. Man, uh, the life lessons that are coming out of this. <laughs> this is a very important show. All right, Tone, what is your number four spooktacular pick? 
Well, for my number four, since my number five terrifier was, I, I want to hit every stride of horror. My first one, movie was definitely gory and, and um, killer clown. This next movie is called It Follows. It's from 2014. Mm. It's about a young woman who's followed by an unknown supernatural force after a sexual encounter. And if it sounds scary, it, it is very scary. This movie actually made me like want to turn on the lights after watching it. And it's basically the concept of the movie. It's a very well done chain letter. And th- that's the type of horror we have here. It's a chain letter horror movie. And if it sounds confusing, I don't want to give anything away about this movie. But it's definitely something you should check out. It's inspired by the 80s. So the whole movie, even though it doesn't take place in the 80s, there's 80s music. There's 80s synthesized sounds. And mm. there's also a lot of 80s aesthetic, like old cars. And even the way they dress is very 80s. Ooh. So It Follows is definitely something I think you guys should check out this Halloween. So, Okay. I need to know. So she has a sexual encounter with a with a spirit. I, I'm confused. I don't want to. This is one of those. It's, this is it's, it was such a delight watching. I watched so many horror movies. It's definitely sci-fi and horror are my two things and my two genres. And it's very few, uh, very few a time that I come upon a movie where like the 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 plot is original to any other horror movie. And I thought this was definitely one of those movies. So I don't want to let too much out the bag. I don't want to be delighted. I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to. I really think this is one of those movies that you have to watch. You're gonna be like, I've never seen anything like. You can't that. tell me if it's a man or a spirit. I don't want to leave oh, anything gee. out the bag. Unless it's a supernatural chain letter movie, and it's about a young woman who has an encounter, and then she's followed by this supernatural force. After you have to definitely experience it yourself. I don't think I can experience sex with a spirit. So I need you to tell me what this is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay the funny thing is it was on my list and tone has freed up another position on my list and lucky luckily tone went first because i would have given away a lot more information in my synopsis than oh, tone no, gave away it is you can't i really think this is something you just have to watch and if anyone who wants to see one horror movie that's a smart uh, a smartly done horror movie it's is this one it follows it follows. Okay, okay, well, I will. I, since I can't, I won't. I won't uh, step on Tone's toes by giving more away. But I will agree with him. It is an incredibly haunting movie, and what I really love about it is, it really, to me, accurately depicts uh, what I what I, I love of supernatural things in movies. But what I don't like it when people behave in a way that doesn't feel like the way you might react if something like this was happening and her friends and the way that stuff goes down all seems very plausible even uh another thing the movie shows is how when pushed to the limit you may think of yourself as a good person but the things you may do to save yourself Mm -hmm. can get really dark that's actually the scariest part of the movie isn't what's following it's what 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 being followed turns you into because mm-hmm. you kind of turn into a monster now they mm. really want to watch it like it, it's that good it's, it is that i agree it's like, it's it is that good it was actually going to be my number uh my number four so okay. tone stole it but which which frees up a space for me to add a new number four. <laughs> oh see no see see what you've done tone <laughs> thank you tone so Aww. what's your new number four then kevin no it's tachi's turn next i'm actually looking up my number four as we speak. oh <laughs> oh see no I no the hell you don't the no the hell you don't <laughs> 
<laughs> so is it okay, my Tachi. turn? Yes, yes it, it is. is your turn, yes, Tachi. Is your Tachi. Okay, so I am a huge sci-fi fan as well, and I'm really digging. I'm in this era of older sci-fi and older film and older television shows. I watch me TV every night and uh, things like Antenna TV, etc. It's all about you, Tachi. It's all about you. Damn Skippy. <laughs> in case you didn't know, get it right. <laughs> so I absolutely love The Twilight Zone. So my number, and I love all episodes of The Twilight Zone, but specifically for this, I picked the episode of The Hitchhiker. I don't know Ooh. if you remember seeing it, but it is actually episode 16 of The Twilight Zone, and it aired on January 22nd, 1960. So this is from 1960, and it's based off of Lucille Fletcher's The Hitchhiker. So it's it's actually considered by many people as one of the greatest episodes, and it, it it's, it's super suspenseful. So... There's a young woman, her name is Nan, she's on a cross-country road trip from New York to L.A., and she gets a flat tire on Route 11, so in Pennsylvania. So she keeps seeing this guy who she thinks is a a, a hitchhiker. Uh, well, but he's not really there, but he's there, I won't give it away, but it, it's, it's really interesting, it's very suspenseful, and, and you know... Often, sometimes we think of horror and suspense and things from earlier eras as a little bit cheesy, but this is just really well done. It's very suspenseful. Um, the thing I like about older films like this is, even if it is horror, they didn't, you, they don't feel the need to be gory about it because that's what I don't like. I don't think it's necessary to tell the um, the story. You can allude to something happening without it actually happening. And sometimes that's even scarier because you come up in your head with the thoughts of what happened. So I, I tend to enjoy that more. So my number four is the Hitchhiker episode, episode number 16 of The Twilight Zone. And that's a, a Rod Serling um, concoction, shall we say, or creation. You know what? I, have, I love The Twilight Zone as well, but I have never seen The Hitchhiker. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Take take a look. They they replay. Uh, okay, I'm going to tell you every night at tw- uh, twelve thirty, the Twilight Zone comes on me TV. So that's East, you- that's East Coast time for you people that live uh, other places. Yes, twelve thirty uh, Eastern time, the Twilight Zone comes on. So this actually, the Hitchhiker just came on a couple of nights ago. So if you can find it, maybe on YouTube or something, take a look because it's really nicely done. All right. I'm wow. seeing a whole bunch of jewels here. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the good thing about TV channeling. We give you gems. Okay, Kevin. <laughs> oh, no, I'm on the spot. All right. So uh, since It Follows has already been uh, claimed, I am going to claim another movie uh, that made a big impression on me. Uh, it It is, what year was it? 19, uh, 2002's. 28 days later uh four weeks after a mysterious uh uh, a mysterious incurable virus spreads throughout the uk a handful of survivors try to find sanctuary so i gotta start out by basically saying these are not the zombies that ate your grandfather's brain these zombies do not play (laughs) 
So if you haven't seen this movie before and you're all like, ah, I got The Walking Dead, Kevin. This is not those zombies. In fact, I don't understand how anybody ever gets eaten on The Walking Dead because they're walking pretty slowly. <laughs> so you can know, ba- right? you could basically do a very leisurely hike and and survive, as far as I'm concerned. But a these zombies, jog. these zombies don't even play. <laughs> so they are coming for you, and they're coming fast. And there is one of the most terrifying goodbyes. Uh, because if you get infected, it happens quick. None of that, how like we have time to hug and stuff. No, you got seconds once somebody you love is infected before they are trying to rip your throat out. And it is fast paced. It is spooky. The, the, the way they kind of empty out all of London, what they did, it looks like literally the city is abandoned. And um, it begins with somebody who's in a hospital kind of coming to and just all hell breaks loose from the start. And it just keeps moving. The movie is relentless. And at the end of it, you are exhausted. You are physically like, woo. I mean, in fact, when you watch the movie, I recommend that you wear a Fitbit because your steps will be through the roof after you watch this movie. Wow. Wow. So we have some... um a u.s track team zombies here <laughs> these zombies are usain bolt zombies they oh, do God. not play <laughs> wow. they do not play you will be eaten but so. does that really fall i'm trying to think i i think that there's a reason that zombies move so slowly isn't isn't well there? i guess the idea is supposed to be they're gonna have like rick and mortis or whatever but honestly their knees wouldn't work their knees wouldn't be able to bend if we're going to be real about it so well, the, the, they would <laughs> they would not be able to chase after they would you not be any... able to sprint exactly exactly they wouldn't be but these are again these are these are these are the person who ate your grandmother's brain these are new zombies zombies for say, a new um, generation these are like brad pitt zombies what's that brad pitt movie with those fast zombies oh that's the another's uh uh, uh z uh planet like z, z, z yeah z, um world war z? z world war z that's it yeah fast zombies yeah this is these, one of my yeah. um my favorites as well kevin and i just want to add to that as scary as the zombies are there's two types of zombies there's like slow walking dead zombies and fast zombies but what's really scary about this movie um very similar to um it follows is the choices that the the, the human exactly make exactly it's terrifying it's terrifying especially um some of the how people um become the monsters in the movie as well absolutely and there but I told you there is one goodbye in this movie that just thinking about it my heart is breaking mm. uh, when someone's faced with a realization um about their exposure it is just it is an incredible movie uh and for a lot of people it's a hidden gem so it should be on anybody's halloween watch list Mm -hmm. that wants to be scared and wants to be moved and actually care about people in the movie so that's another thing you care about these people these aren't just mindless uh you know people that are just there to be stabbed and like uh you know no (laughs) you actually get to know these people and care about them and uh, and you're hoping and praying for their survival as your fitbit goes crazy (laughs) <laughs> I think that's the operative <laughs> thing, though, because you start to invest some feelings in the character. And then when they add that, that's brilliant on the filmmakers uh, part. That's brilliant. Absolutely. All right. And the Tom. movies out just really quickly is by Danny Boyle, the same person who did Slumdog Millionaire. So ah. the cinematography and the direction is incredible. Absolutely. So he went from Slumdog Millionaire to uh, Usain Bolt Zombies. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Well, actually, in the reverse order, I think that this came out before Slumdog. So yeah, okay, this is one of okay. his first. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So okay. He's okay. incredible. And again, I would have had more directorial, um, like background and stuff like that had I not had my other movie not been stolen by somebody. But anyway, <laughs> thank you for that extra added input. All right. Well, tone, <laughs> tone is going to want to come back again and again and again after your abuse. <laughs> oh, he's cool with it. All right, Tone. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is your number three pick now? My number three pick is uh, there's so many movies out there that that are horror in nature that that explore the haunted house theme, and I would say that this next movie. Oh my god, you better not take. Oh my god, I am so ready. Well, will you let him talk? Can I? Can I explain? (laughs) (laughs) Too late, Kevin. It's The Conjuring. Okay, (laughs) The Conjuring 2013. It's uh, it's directed by James Wan, and and people. Like I said, there's so many horror movies, especially horror movies inspired by the Amityville horror. Like, if you put Amityville horror, like, you'll get, like, five different movies. But if you have to see only one movie, I really tell you, you have to check out The Conjuring. What, what was this, what was accomplished here was a smart, well-directed, the atmosphere in this movie. It's like you are walking through this house. And a lot of times, uh, directors think that the, when it comes to horror, it's all about the jump scare or, or the fright. But in this movie, you actually care about the characters, and it's the story is was really there, and what happens to the people at, around the story is is kind of secondary. So, I would say it, it would even be a great drama if it wasn't for the fact that it was such a good horror movie, and it's The Conjuring. So tough luck, Kevin. <laughs> 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 just gonna add another movie to my list thanks a lot all right go ahead but please feel to tell us how you feel about it uh that's all right anyway yeah, no no absolutely <laughs> it's, a, it's an okay pick i guess what oh, do you God. mean whatevs all right tachi so what's your number uh four i guess no no number are we in number five for you no, no number three for you number three, three. Uh-huh, yeah number what's your number three pick oh you sound so excited <laughs> yeah, okay so <laughs> So as it's getting un- more and more fun. As unpopular as the indiv- one of the individuals behind this is, this is actually one of my favorites. So again, I'm not a huge horror person, but I do like suspense and things. But I love TV specials even more that are funny and light and all of that. So my number three pick is the Fat Albert Halloween special. <laughs> wow. Talk about left field. Yes. Left field. Yes. Did not see that coming. You know what? Shockingly, that was not on my list. Oh, shut up. I don't want to be on your list. Shut up. Tell us about it, Kachi. So this is from 1977, and it's a TV special that was based on, you know, the Fat Fat Albert. So Fat Albert actually had, I think they had three. I know they did a Christmas one, and they did this one, and I don't remember the other, but they had three holiday specials. So Rudy... And his new friend, Devray, I, I the names, yo. And the new, new friend, Devray, uh, were playing practical jokes on elderly people. So they take aim at a whole bunch of people in the neighborhood, including Searchlight Johnson and Mudfoot Brown, if you remember them. <laughs> so, so while they're in the, the midst of playing these practical jokes, they get a scare from uh, a lady who lives in this spooky house. Uh, down the bra, uh, down the block uh, by the graveyard. So some of the kids don't return from trick or treating, and so then they're like, 
who's going to show the most courage in terms of finding the kids? So it's stuff like that. You know, there's always a lesson in everything Bill, Co- and, um, not Bill Cosby, but um, the Fat Albert does. So that I, I, I liked it. I always loved when my the shows I used to watch had a Halloween special because then it was that much extra. So that is my number three pick, the Fat well, Albert the sad- Halloween special. Well, the sad thing is, I mean, it's great that you're still able to enjoy it, but so many people I know have uh, really had a problem with the fact that Fat Albert was charged with many sexual assaults. There have been many claims against Not him. Fat Albert, Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> but no, also Fat Albert, sadly. Sadly. Many cartoon <laughs> characters have also claimed that they were sexually you know assaulted what? by him. Gasoline and drawers, Therefore, Kevin. I will not be watching the Fat Albert Halloween special. Gasoline drawers. But on the real, I think... That's the only, that's the the main reason I can look because it's, I'm able to, even though Bill Cosby is behind it, I'm, I've been able to kind of set because it's a cartoon, you don't see him. So it's, I guess, not as shocking, which I mean, it's still terrible, but I mentioned it because it was one of my favorites. I really used to love the, uh, I used to love Fat Albert and I loved the Halloween special. So unfortunately, the wretched individual behind it has now messed it up for generations of us that used to love it. Well, I can't, I just, I feel like it's important for me to say that none of my selections involve any sexual assaults. So I'm just going to Any the hell way. Kevin... We all make different decisions, apparently, here at TV Channeling. Kevin, can we please know? Can we please know your uh, third if somebody hasn't taken it already? <laughs> well, again, <laughs> it doesn't involve anyone who's been accused by multiple women, both cartoon and and non-cartoon. Um, <laughs> but anyway, all right. Uh, my... What world do you live in, Kevin? The world <laughs> in your head must be fascinating. <laughs> All right, my number uh my number 3 pick is 2005's The Skeleton Key. And mm. it stars Kate Hudson, Peter Sarsgaard, and another personal favorite, Jenna Rowland. And um let's see, I'll tell you a little bit about it. A hospice nurse working at a spooky New Orleans plantation home finds herself uh in uh in uh engulfed in a myster uh, a mystery involving the house's dark past. And the past is dark. And this movie is incredibly moody. And there's so much about, you know, uh, New Orleans that just that whole the, the, the history is so dark and so mysterious. You have so many different kinds of people and histories converging in that space that it is so rich. And it's such a great place to have a horror story take place because yes. there's atmosphere everywhere you go literally the direction was just point a camera in a certain direction have people talk and it's spooky that was spooky (laughs) (laughs) anyway it's a it's a really good movie that uh people who are a fan of of you know not you know gory bloody clown fest but want something that's gonna really draw you in and it's a story that has an ending that is uh, I don't want to say any. I don't want to ruin it, but it's just it is gonna get you. It is T- so good. Tone. Somehow, do you feel attacked for your choices? I, I don't know. Do- They're excellent choices. How can you hate them? <laughs> I am not hating on your choices. Some Kevin, of your choices were actually my choices. So those ones are <laughs> first. Good. 
<laughs> okay, well, that sounds very interesting. Good luck to you watching that. <laughs> oh, oh. also, I do want to say, at the time of this recording, Skeleton Key is available to stream on Amazon Prime Video. Very cool. Very good. Actually, that's a really good thing. We could have told them where they can stream these things if they're interested. Well, I actually care about our listeners, so that's why. But anyway, uh, uh, Tone, what is your number two pick? <laughs> Let me see what I can steal from Kevin now. Uh, <laughs> like in the in the future, when you're back, you will not be going first. I will go before you every single time. But go oh ahead this no. time. So when when, when you guys uh, when we said we're gonna do a Halloween special, there's two types of Halloweens for everybody out there. There's there's spooky, um, terrifying, scary Halloween, and then there's like you know the fun Halloween. And this next pick might be a little bit off compared to what I with the three movies that I selected before, but I feel like this is a Halloween classic, and there's not one Halloween that doesn't go by without me saying there's something strange in the neighborhood. Okay, it's Ghostbusters, nineteen eighty-four. Ghostbusters. Oh my God, that's a good one. I was wondering who you were gonna call. Ghostbusters, Kevin. It's Ghostbusters. And let me tell you a little bit about it. If you have never seen Ghostbusters, I don't even know where you're from. But there's besides the fact that the movie is so innovative about it really is. Melissa McCarthy was so good in it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. 1984's Ghostbusters. Okay, I'm talking about Ivan Reitman, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver. Oh my God! There's so much talent in this movie. Rick Moranis, before he retired, um, is basically about these four. It's about it's about these three paranormal investigators who start off and go on their own to investigate ghosts, and they end up getting help from Ernie Hudson. And next thing you know, New York City is, is like this great, amazing um, setting, and, and there and there's there's Stay Puft Marshmallow Men blowing up, and, and there's there's just like this great theme of the Halloween is not just scary, but it doesn't take place during Halloween, but it's the perfect Halloween movie. And it's in 1989, so um, I'm sorry, so it's 1984, and something really interesting about the movie is that even though it's a comedy, um, I would say slash comedy, slash fantasy, slash um, maybe action, um, the movie was shot back then. Back then they didn't have all this, because um, they actually shot it on film. Like, you know, nowadays they shoot everything on digital, and there's, there's this whole color correction thing where you can basically shoot a movie um, and then in post make it feel as far as the colors, like the aesthetic you want. But in 1984, there was no color correction. There was no digital. So the movie, it, it looks like a drama just by looking at it. But then it has like these flares of comedy. I don't think you've really seen that before anywhere. And Ghostbusters, I think a lot of people kind of glance over it because, oh, that's just Ghostbusters. But there's a there's a lot of film history just in this movie. And I'm not just talking about the fact that it took there's so many um, great landmark locations. But the, the way the movie was put together, it's amazing. And I just love Ghostbusters. I agree. That is quintessential New York City. I mean, again, when we're talking about 1984, we're talking about the bulk of movies being shot predominantly in LA, but also still very much in New York as well. So, but they're just, as you said, so many great landmarks because you get caught up in the story, but then you're like, oh, that, there's that. And oh, there's that. So it, if you want to take a tour of New York, uh, uh, like a horror tour of New York, that would be something they should do. Have they ever done a Ghostbusters tour of New York? I'm sure they have to have a Ghostbusters tour because that firehouse is in every tourist's picture. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I I agree. That's a good pick. Kevin, you're mighty quiet. 
Did I well, take I just think it's an interesting pick that uh, both my co-host and the guest, one of you or choose, uh, does a pick that involves sexual assault and the other one does a pick, decides to choose a movie that with an all-male cast and basically oh. diss the one with women. So apparently amongst the three of us, I'm the only one that thinks that Me Too is a real thing. I stand with the women. But on that's November okay. 11th, vote no on Proposition Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Vote for freedom. Vote for fairness. Vote for Kevin. Ugh. Wow. Wow. R- right? And that's all you can say. <laughs> all other right, than don't mind Kevin. <laughs> all right, Taji. What's, What's your next your number pick? two? Okay, so, you know, I'm staying with the fun and light. My number two, I don't know if you've ever watched this, but it is a special, a cartoon special, and it's called, it's from 1978. Obviously, a lot of these I was not able to really watch at the time it was there. I didn't watch it like till the 80s. But Witch's Night Out is the name of the... Have you have you guys ever seen that? No, I have no. not. Yes, it is a cartoon. Oh, uh, it's a Halloween special, 1978. And there, it's a witch who's disgruntled by the fact that nobody takes Halloween seriously. So she decides to stir things up and make things scary. And she turns... These uh, of these trick or treaters into monsters. So it's actually really cute. It's directed by John Leach, and there's a a couple of people that are in it. Gilda Radner uh, is the voice of the godmother in there. Uh, you you have um quite a quite a few people in there, but the big thing is that uh, Gilda Radner is in it, and it is. A really, really fun, it, it is not spooky or not scary, but it's just it's just a cute kid's Halloween story. So that is my pick, which is Night Out for number two. And for those of you who don't know, Gilda Radner was one of the original Not Ready for Primetime players, the very first cast of Saturday Night Live. So, yes. Yeah, yes. That, those are huge comedy chumps. Absolutely, which is what gives it a little bit, you know, a little bit of that comedy edge because you've got people like Gilda Radner in it. So, wow, sounds like a really interesting pick. I wish we had any earthly idea where we could possibly watch it. Well, you can actually watch it, Kevin. <sighs> where can we? Watch it? Where can we see this? You know, you have to give me time. That was a very long, over. dramatic would... pause. <laughs> <laughs> Because dun, I was dun, about dun. to say at Kevin's house, but um, <laughs> <laughs> you could actually watch this on YouTube. If you Google Witch's Night Out and you go on YouTube, you can watch the full thing on YouTube. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that that definitely is something we're going to have to check out. Absolutely. So, is it your turn, Kevin? I guess it uh, is. Yeah, I guess it is. So, all all things being equal, Kevin, what is your number two? (laughs) All right. All right. My next pick is 1996 The Craft. It stars Nev Campbell, Rachel True, uh, Fariza uh, Bulk, and Robin uh, Turney. Uh, Anyway, uh, let's see. I'll tell you a little bit about it. Okay. A newcomer to a Catholic prep school falls into, uh, uh, falls in with a trio of outcast teenage girls who practice witchcraft and they all soon conjure up various spells and curses against those uh, who anger them. Uh, at the time of this recording, this is available to stream on Showtime as well as uh, Amazon Prime Video. And um, 
this movie, first of all, I think we can all agree that Halloween is a very dangerous time for teens, especially dangerous for sexy teens. And so... (laughs) 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 <laughs> and nothing highlights this better than the craft because these uh, when when uh these girls get together and they're kind of the, they're the outcast at this in very uh uh ritzy prep school when they get together and it is the ultimate uh teen revenge fantasy but sometimes when you're re- uh, uh taking revenge on your enemies it turns out the people that you thought were your friends quickly turn into frenemies and it gets real when it becomes witch on witch violence so this movie has it all witch on witch violence <laughs> it gets real <laughs> it gets real wow okay it's i don't think i've never seen the craft i have um heard the soundtrack to the craft Oh, the soundtrack is on point, and the movie, Tachi, I'm telling you, you've got to see The Craft. It is such a fun, again, perfect for this time of year. It is not gory, but it is spooky, and it has some real scares, and it has a a great ending. It is The ending is so satisfying. Oh, okay, and I like Nev Campbell and Rachel True, so I'll I'll check it out. In fact, that's another thing. I need more Rachel True in my life. Yes. I don't know where you are. I need you to come back immediately. Nev Campbell, we got you back, sadly, in that travesty thing with The Rock over the summer of uh, that skyscraper jumping movie. Yeah, we need you back in something that isn't, you know, sad. So, yeah, come back, both of you. Yes. ASAP. Yes. Or in, you know what? In The Craft, The Next Generation. <laughs> No more damn reboots. No, no, no. Craft. What is this, Degrassi? No, oh, about, no, no. The craft, the reconjuring. No, don't conjure nothing. No. <laughs> All right, Tone. What is your number one spooktacular pick? My number one. I don't think there's there is a movie out there that that has that has sparked so many um, tropes that that we consider today in horror to just be the usual horror. This movie, when it came out, not only started uh, multiple um, sequels of franchise that to this very day is incredibly recognizable to anyone who has eyeballs, but it also gave (laughs) the feature start. Stay with me, people. The, it gave the feature starring role. This, this is where this person premiered. Not only did Paul Rudd get his first acting chops on this series, but I'm also talking about Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm talking about Halloween 1978, Michael Myers. These okay, you know what? I, I knew I liked you for a reason, and thank you so much for mentioning this movie. Please talk more. Please say more things. Well, 1978 <laughs> was, was, was a year that changed horror forever. I know you guys from now on, whenever anybody thinks of slasher movies, they think knives, they think about a finals girl. Like, the final girl is Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, she's the badass survivor who's going to go through, who's not going to have sex, and who's going to survive, like what you said. (laughs) But, um... This movie just basically changed everything as far as slasher movies. And it's very one of the few slasher movies that has a 93% thermometer rating because not only was it really original when it came out, but but it's it was it was scary. 
And and Michael Myers is as legendary or as iconic as Freddy Krueger. He's as legendary and chronic as Jason. So I think he's like the premier um killer, if you think about it. And this movie on Halloween cannot go by without you watching either Halloween 1, Halloween 2, Halloween 3. Um, Halloween Not Eve. Halloween 3, but okay. Well, Oh Hallow's Eve was, 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 was good. It was creepy in itself. Um, and a lot of people don't know this, but Halloween was supposed to be basically um, like a, it was supposed to be a movie that had a lot of different um, stories in it. Basically, Yeah, like it was supposed to be a series of anthologies that had a Halloween theme. Every movie was supposed to be different. But what happened was after Did the still first. Did I your pick? I'm sorry. No, <laughs> wow! But go ahead. No, I was going to go to that. Get ahead, Kevin. Get okay, him. but yeah, after the first two move, the first two movies, Halloween one and Halloween two, that told the story of Michael Myers, they started to go into uh, uh, to what the ultimate plan was to have different uh, Halloween themed stories every every other movie, but the uh the halloween three did not do well people were not having it they're like we need mike myers we need him back now and then they miraculously brought him back for halloween four and did all kinds of craziness to do it because michael myers was all kinds of dead at the end of halloween Mm two and it turns out oh he was just in a coma y'all like no he wasn't he was super murdered Mm. how dare you he was resurrected by the power of the box office (laughs) <laughs> so no i i couldn't agree with you more tone that jamie lee curtis is you look up if you look up the final girl in the dictionary you will see a picture of one jamie lee she was so badass uh back before we, we realized exactly how badass women could be because she's babysitting like a good girl unlike those other sluts that were you know knocking boots all night <laughs> getting get murdered <laughs> she was terrible. babysitting and she cared for those kids and one of the kids she was babysitting would grow up to be a real housewife of beverly hills and <laughs> Kyle Richards was actually one of the kids she was Jamie Lee was babysitting. And anyway, she saves those kids. She protects those kids. Oh, I shouldn't say that. Well, who knows? Maybe those kids get murdered. Maybe they don't. Who knows? You, have to see, you have to see the movie to find out. But the point is, Jamie Lee is just as unstoppable as Mike Myers is. And it's incredible. And I do thank you for bringing this movie up because I have to say, come do one complaint. Not okay. about this particular movie. And one thing I will say for even someone like you, Tanji, this the very oh. first the very first Whoa. movie does not have a high body count. It is not a gore fest. So if you haven't seen Halloween one yet, I still recommend you see it. Even someone like you who isn't like you know a fan, it is not a gory blood fest, uh, but it is scary. It is suspenseful, and yes, sexy teens do get murdered. Uh, even I'm still hung up on even someone like me. No, I mean someone like you who doesn't <laughs> even, like super. <laughs> Even a groundling like you. <laughs> no, even someone who is not a fan of very of gory Halloween fare, I'm saying can appreciate the first Halloween is what I'm saying. Okay. But one, but one of the things I'm going to complain about is okay. about this Halloween. There is a new version of Halloween starring Jamie Lee Curtis. It's supposed to take place 40 years uh, mm-hmm. after the events of the first Halloween movie. And Ke- negates- Kevin, I think you're stealing all of Tone's thunder. This is Tone's pick. Tone? I will stop talking I, in a I second. Think he, I think he, he's hit. I was. That's where I was going to go. But go ahead, Kevin. I like where yeah, you're going. Okay, yeah. So they actually oh, negate geez. the history of all the other movies, even, <laughs> even Halloween 2, which was all kinds of kick ass like none of that happened you people we're just we're just gonna have the original halloween and now this halloween uh 2018 ignore everything else ignore all the other money you've spent over the decades none of that counts just this now that we've just completed the kevin show 
Okay, back Tone. to you, Tone. Was there anything else you wanted to well, say about your there's pick? This, this is, like I said, there's like, what, seven movies that were at. This is the only movie on the countdown, by the way, guys, that you actually can go watch at the box office this weekend. It's coming out, the, the brand new one that, um, oh, that um, very Kevin's cool. talking about. So you can actually see the, the newest Halloween movie this weekend coming out with Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, this is going to be the weekend of October 15th. Uh, but what I, what I, I want to hit on the nail on what Kevin said. This movie, this series is so revolutionary in the fact that it's been redux. It's been it's been re um, reimagined. Uh, thank you, Kevin, uh, for a third <laughs> time because Halloween one and two are if you if, if you're going to watch if you're only going to watch two of these, I would say watch Halloween one and two because Halloween two picks up exactly where Halloween one ended, and it feels like one whole movie, like a four hour flick. And then Halloween 4, 5, 6, and 7, um, The Curse of Michael Myers, kind of has a different storyline. They kind of went back and kind of rewrote it um, to bring Kind of. Well, <laughs> they, did rewrite, they did rewrite the, basically, they said, well, number two didn't happen. And and now we have this new movie in the box office. And they're saying now, forget, you know, 4, 5, 6, and 7. And two, only one happened. So the box <laughs> office power, people. Yeah, not cool, Jamie Lee. That's another thing. Jamie Lee, how many of these are you going to sign on to do? I mean, uh, come on. What? Okay, what, what else is she doing? H2? Kevin, Kevin, what Halloween, else is she doing? She can still sell us yogurt, can she? I don't understand Activia. what's going on. It's, it's <laughs> exactly. T-Mobile dropped her. She's no longer selling yogurt. She needs a job. What else do you purport that she does? Well, she has a husband that has a lot of money, and she has, and she should have a lot of that acti- that Activia yogurt money in the bank. So oh. I don't know. You don't have to say yes to everything. You were in Halloween H two O, which was also. I I wish we could play clips of you saying how this is the definitive end of Halloween. My character Laurie Strode is back, and we're ending this once and for all. No, we're not. We're ending it again once and for all this year too. And what series has uh, has not only Buster Rhymes but Tyra Banks? <laughs> yes, thank you. I was gonna say Tyra Banks. We we uh, we get to see her, uh, and she was not the final girl. Tyra Banks. Very scary uh, oh stuff. gosh. Okay. America's next top murder victim. God. <laughs> or I... she could live if you haven't seen the movie. She could it, also. Yeah, live. that's another thing. <laughs> Who knows? And they reimagined she wasn't even Tyra Banks is perfectly safe <laughs> because apparently that never even happened. Okay, All right, well, Tachi. Tachi. Um, so, so Tachi, what is your number one pick? So, we're, a little, we're a little bit passionate about this movie Halloween, Tachi. Sorry. Clearly, no, and it's okay. So we're going to get off of these diabolical-minded movies, Kevin and Tone, and go to something a little nicer for the fun Halloween. I'm going again with another animated pick. What is Halloween if it wasn't for animated show? I mean, that just made my childhood. So, again, my number one pick is another animated flick. It's not a flick. It's a special. The TV special, it's The Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. Yes, Whoa. that is the number one. That is, that is the definitive animated Halloween special. It really it is the Halloween special by which all others are measured. So, this was from 1966. So, Everybody on here was not watching it in 1966. We weren't watching it probably like till the 80s or 90s. But so it's it was came on in primetime in 1966. And it was the third Peanuts special and second holiday themed special following the Charlie Brown Christmas, which, which, of course, we all know that was Charlie Brown Christmas was when we did the top five Christmas. You know, Charlie Brown was one of my favorites. So 
Charlie Brown will work its way into any of the specials that are my top five. Be warned. <laughs> I, can, I can wait for our top five Thanksgiving movies, Tachi. Oh! <laughs> I wonder if it's going to make it onto that list. I wonder why, because there, there are not that many Thanksgiving specials anyway, so... <laughs> so, it was, it's interesting because it preempted My Three Sons in 1966, so that's an interesting, that was an interesting bit of trivia that I learned it was nominated for an Emmy in 1966 and it's been issued on home video several times. So here's the thing, unlike, you know, some of these other things, which you can find on YouTube or whatever, I'm not sure whether or not this is available on prime video. I want to say yes, but know that in a couple of weeks, uh, you'll be able to watch Charlie Brown Christmas special. It's always on CBS. <laughs> great pumpkin, great pumpkin. I'm sorry. The Great Pump, it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie. Why did I say Christmas special? It's the Great <laughs> Pumpkin Charlie. Well, soon to be followed by the Christmas special because we have no cooth anymore. We're already seeing Christmas decorations and we've not even scratched Halloween. So in any case, in a couple of weeks, you'll be able to watch it on CBS. But um, yeah, there there are. I think copies. ABC owns the right to the Peanuts I'm sorry, franchise on now. Um, ABC. I didn't mean uh, CBS, ABC. Sorry. Thank you for, for that cor- correction. So you'll be able to watch it. That's what it. I'm here for, Tachi. Unfortunately. Yeah. So no, fortunately for me. So you'll be able to watch it on ABC and uh, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Damn you, Disney. You own everything. 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 That is terrible. They I mean, they own childhood across the board. Oh, my God. If it turns out they, they secretly own the rights to TV channeling, I am going to be through. We, then we'll just have to do something so that we can be thrown out of their repertoire. <laughs> <laughs> I love the mouse. I'll take some mouse checks. <laughs> mouse checks? But mouse checks come with some other checks. Yeah, and, and balances. balances. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you did there. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, no, the, the Great Pumpkin is a Halloween must-see. And that's I love the, the whole idea of Charlie Brown because it's a series of holiday specials about a little boy who's suffering from chronic depression. And we love him. We love him. So, yeah. So, it doesn't, yeah. It doesn't matter. Kids, if you have mental disorders, you're still going to be embraced. No, exactly. Right. No, my thing is uh, the fact that Lucy, not Lucy, Sally, spent the whole night with Linus in the pumpkin patch rather than going trick-or-treating. Because, you know, trick-or-treating only comes once a year. You can't say, oh, well, we'll go see the Christmas lights tomorrow. Or, we'll, no, you have to do it on the 30th. Try to go to somebody's house on on, uh, November 1st on All Saints Day and see what happens. It's not going to work. So you have to do it that night. So she and she was livid. She was <laughs> livid that she missed trick or treating. Oh, one, one one thing I gotta say about this special is the fact that no, if you had no idea as a child how to dance, you've got to watch the Great Pumpkin special because there's a dance sequence uh, when they're having their Halloween party where they just start breaking it down. Yes, <laughs> they kick it old school. They so, do. You can they take do. some serious dance lessons from the Peanuts gang. <laughs> one to like with the uh remember back in the day they had um to learn to dance they had the feet on the floor and then the dashed lines and it was like one two three so instead of having that watch the peanuts absolutely great like so is it you kevin up. yeah it's, i think it's time for kevin 
Yeah, so oh. Kevin, go ahead and give your. We're not going to give any fanfare. One, just yeah, say what your number one is. <laughs> you mean no fanfare like saying this is my number one Halloween spooktacular pick? Say your damn number one so we can go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my uh, number one uh, pick is 2001's The Others. And Ooh. let me tell you a little bit about it. All right. Okay. Uh, Grace, played by one. Academy Award winning Nicole Kidman, uh, uh, let's see, is devoutly religious mother of uh, Anna uh, and uh, Nic- uh, and Nicholas, and she moves her family to England uh, to the English coast during World War II. Uh, she waits. Uh, she waits. Uh, she waits uh, to find out and get word about her missing husband who's away at war uh, while protecting her children from a rare photosensitivity disease that causes uh, the sun to harm them uh, and claims uh, that she's seeing ghosts. Her daughter claims that she's seeing ghosts. Uh, Grace uh, initially thinks that the new servants are playing tricks, but uh, chilling events and visions make her believe that something supernatural could be happening. Uh, and uh, at the time of this recording, you can check this out uh, for streaming on Hulu. So this movie is filled with so much atmosphere and it takes ghost stories and supernatural hauntings to places I have never seen them go before. So this movie completely turns uh, the ghost story genre upside down on its head. And it's great writing. Um, I feel like a lot of the a lot of the movies on on the list that we have today um, that we talked about um. They just—they're not just horror movies, but they feature great writing, great storytelling. I think that's one of the—that the others is definitely a great storytelling. And a lot of times, people diminish horror as a genre, and I feel like that's definitely one of the movies that I would tell somebody to watch and say, "Hey, tell me if this is not a great movie." Period. Not just thank, thank you, Tone. I absolutely agree. This is just a good movie and um nicole kidman just her pedigree alone you know you're gonna see something that you're that 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 actress takes chances she does risky things and she when she signed on to do this she was definitely doing that and again when you see this movie for the first time this ending you you will be rocked by it Mm -hmm. wow the others. All right. I can't believe that we've got heard all of our top five lists. But before we go, I have to do one other thing. I have to do a few horrifying mentions. <laughs> just a few, just a couple, just a couple to round the Ooh, show. Are out. we cheating now? Okay, you get. I wouldn't two. call. Wait. I wouldn't call this cheating, Tachi. Okay, here uh, we go. <laughs> not peppering. But you what I will it? say. Do, do you hear this? Go ahead. <laughs> Keep that damn... I refuse to be clock-blocked at Halloween. All right. (laughs) Okay. If you're still craving a little bit more sexy teen witchcrafting, you've got to check out Hulu's Light as a Feather and... um, Another uh, another thing that you might want to check out uh, uh, is uh, on Netflix. There's the a new uh, event series called the Haunting uh, the Haunting of Hill, of House. Hill House. That is definitely something to watch this time of year. And if you ever watched Riverdale and thought the only thing this uh, missing from this dark, twisted teen melodrama is witches, then you definitely need to check out the brand new Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. And add that to your trick-or-treat bag. Okay. 
Okay. And uh, of course, yeah, that's available on Netflix. And um, that's pretty much it. You got. Oh, wait, there's one other thing uh, I want to mention. Uh, there is this uh, new show on uh, Netflix uh, uh, that is. Uh, what's it called? Okay, there's this new show on Netflix and it's called The Curious Creations of Christine McConnell. Okay, I'm going to give you a quick description of what the show is. Basically, if Martha Stewart and Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, had a drunken Halloween party hookup, this show would be their baby. Ooh. Uh, oh, okay. It is incredible. The show, it's, it's basically this incredibly gorgeous woman in this gothic mansion whipping up incredibly elaborate Halloween treats for things like werewolves. It is spectacularly good fun. It is fun, not for the whole family because it's kind of adult, but it is like nothing else you've ever seen. Oh, Kevin, are you done? <laughs> I love it, Tachi. I love it. <laughs> All right. I guess this I guess it's time for this uh this haunting to end. Wow, no, but it was a great haunting and I so enjoyed being with the two of you as usual. It was great fun. Thank you, Kevin, and thank you, Tone. Thank you, Tachi. It's always great to be in good company, even when Kevin's around. Even then, yeah. I <laughs> Despite the fact that Kevin was here, we had a great time. So, well, it was so it's so fun having you here for the very last time, Tone. Thank you so much for this final appearance. You you went out on top. You really did. You really did. And so since it's your final appearance, um, we thank you again. And we want to give an opportunity for anybody that wants to follow. Since you're such a huge YouTuber, we'd love for you to give out how people can contact you if you want to see here i mean see you actually get to see my beautiful face go to um youtube.com forward slash the tone show i always have stuff to say and you'll see me say it too thank you guys oh absolutely absolutely so i guess we should say tell people well where, where they'll be able to hear this at different platforms is that yeah what where platforms can they check this out tachi so we're on several different platforms, too many to name, but let me name a few of them. We are on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. We're also on Google Play. We are on TuneIn Radio. We are on Spotify and a bunch of other things that, you know, every every five minutes where I'm seeing TV channeling on a new platform. So probably your favorite way to uh, get your podcast, you can find us and just you can also go to podbean.com or tvchanneling.com and just listen to us that way. While you're there, make sure you like us, share us out, and subscribe. And when you like us, you can also leave a review, a nice review, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't trick us. We want we want treats. We want treats. Yes, yes, exactly. So in addition to that, you can also get it. Maybe there's a Halloween special or a Halloween movie that you really wanted us to talk about or that you'd like to share with us in terms of what your favorites are, because we'd love to know what your favorites are. So, Kevin, tell them how they can do that on social. Okay, we are everywhere on social, and we love to hear from you about Halloween or anything else. So uh, we're on uh, Facebook. We're on uh, 
Snapchat, we're on Instagram, and we're on my personal favorite, Twitter, and we are TV channeling everywhere. So if there is a show that you'd like us to review or anything going on in pop culture you want us to talk about, let us know. And also on Anchor, if you want to record a question for us, we will play it on the show and answer it. So we'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Well said. Well, we've come to the end of another special a top five special we've had we have quite a few under our belt and we're happy to add this to it once again tone anthony tone show nunez thank you so much for gracing us with your presence we truly truly appreciate it and can't wait to have you back and with that we're going to um sign off and let you guys get back to doing what it was you were doing before you were spending time with us and we really appreciate that you spend time with us and we'll sign off the way we always do from all three of us bye from tachi tone and goodbye from kevin and remember if you're watching it we're boo i'm talking about it what the hell <laughs> cheers <laughs> bye <laughs>